Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we've got some Marvel tea and a bit of a shake-up. Maybe not shake-up, but like a, there's a really big investigative piece coming up from Variety that we're going to get to here at the uh, in the slot three of the show, the, the third segment, you know, where we normally have the review, but so much tea, we got to get to it. But before we go ahead, uh, we're going to go ahead and get this thing started. Hey, everyone. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. That's right. Um, it's a so we're gonna call it the gossip sesh or the dish tea time, uh, yeah, tea, tea time, tea time, <laughs> yes, the tea time. That's you know what, why don't we like do this ahead of time and figure that out? Whatever, you know what, tea time, tea time to three. So, yes, exactly. Anyway, but but anyway, before we get to any of that, uh, we will gotta do the news first. So, Dylan, what'd you find? All right, so I got some uh, mostly non Marvel news. There's Marvel there still, don't worry. Um, first is about the Dune prequel show that we've covered every single time. There's like a little yes. minor update about it. Um, we were, it was previously called Dune Sisterhood, but now it yes. has a couple new updates and a new title. Um, as a reminder, it's the precursor to the Denis Villeneuve universe Dune. Um, it cons- it like, uh, it like focuses on the Bene Gesserit. It's set 10,000 years before the events of the first movie. Um, it focuses on sisters uh, Valia and Tula Harkonnen. I don't know if I said uh, the first names sure. right. Um, and they <laughs> launch a campaign to combat overpowering forces that threaten humanity's existence. R- pretty vague. Um, yeah, that could be it. Okay, sure. We heard about it in 2019 called Dune Sisterhood, but now it has been retitled to be called Dune Prophecy, and it comes out fall 2024, apparently. And as a reminder, Dune 2 now comes out in March 2024. So this is like a few months after that. Um, I don't. I wonder why the name changed, unless they were like, girl show, and they're like, make Ooh. it Dune Prophecy, you know? Why yeah. do you think they did this? That, that, I think that's why. That's probably why. Um, unfortunately. Um, I, I would assume, I think it's a safe assumption that they are trying to cater to the you know edgier contingent the 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 neckbeard contingent if you will the fedora tipping milady americans if you will there's a uh, lot of neck neckbeards no shade to neckbeard people um yeah. i'm a neckbeard person or i would be if i grew it out um, right <laughs> uh who that is true um love dune there's like a the venn diagram is on top of itself it's I a circle like. Yeah, so that could be why, but I'm glad that it's like still happening. Like I'm taking this as a positive. It's still in production because we haven't heard about it in forever. I know. I thought it was. I assumed it was over. Yeah, I don't know. I want more in this universe, so I'm okay with it. Yeah, me too. I mean, whatever name change. Maybe maybe we're being too cynical. Maybe maybe we're grizzled old veterans of this, uh, you know, Hollywood landscape of just. (laughs) Well, we can't do it this way. People will get mad. It didn't test well. It didn't um, test well. There's no like easy segue into my next news article okay. here. Cool. So I'm just going to talk about the Barbenheimer movie. Oh. Um, we the, know the about Barbenheimer the Barben- movie. There's a Barbenheimer movie coming out. Oh. Um, we know what? about the Barbenheimer phenomenon. Of course. But Who the uh, <sighs> you would know what's that company that makes all the, the asylum? Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure if it's specifically them, but but it's like is. that. Yeah, um, there's a Barbenheimer project officially on the way. It's directed by Charles Band, 
who is uh, a B movie oh, icon. Yeah, I, know, I, know, I know I know Charles Band. Yes. Yeah. It says he's been producing low budget horror comedies for decades. Um he talked about it a bit about what Barbenheimer is. It's called Barbenheimer. Um of course. He said it's an opportunity to have fun with the bizarre coupling of these two movies and a combination of Barbie's vibe and the darkness of Oppenheimer. God. It follows Dr. Barbie uh B A R B I Obviously. Barbie J. Barbenheimer is her name. (laughs) (laughs) A brilliant scientist doll living in Daltopia, a world of endless summers and beach parties, and her boyfriend, Twink Doll Man. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Dollman, maybe. Yeah, Dollman. Clearly, Dollman. Twink Dollman. Um, It says Barbie (laughs) again. B A R. <laughs> oh boy, that's good. B A R B I uh, ventures into the real world where she experiences humanity at its worst and naturally decides to build a giant nuclear bomb to take all of it out. Oh, sure, okay. So I mean, would I'll you check it. this out? That's the Abso- question. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Look, Charles Band does junk like Evil Bong the ginger dead man you know what i mean like that's i love the ginger dead man i mean who doesn't what knockoffs has he done um okay do you know the movie tracers it's a sci-fi movie from the 80s okay well he did trancers um (laughs) which is not at all similar to tracers i don't know where you could have gotten that from um okay yeah he's done a bunch so many his i i couldn't tell you but he's done a ton of movies uh his enormous um no, his movies are bad, but it's but we know what to expect. Yes, absolutely. I mean, he's made a bunch of Puppet Master movies, uh, multiple evil bongs, five, six evil bongs, seven. Wow, who knows oh my how God. many? Oh, yep, nope, they did eight. They did eight evil bongs, so they've done a lot. Um, Ginger Jeez. Dead Man, all sorts of stuff. Uh, nothing that is worth talking about. Oh, Puppet Puppet Master, he did one of the well, not the first one. He did several puppet masters of the later, uh, later on in the franchise. But yeah, no, uh, he's uh, a joke, but in the best possible way. Okay, we'll we'll be tuning in for Barbie and and Twink. I feel Twink, like Twink Dolman. Twink Dolman. <laughs> of course. Um, I maybe we can talk about the trailer when that comes out. I was I, gonna say maybe we can review keep, it, but I'm like yes. downgraded to talking about the trailer. I think that's the way to go. Yeah, and this will be from Full Moon Pictures, I assume, because he does a lot of stuff for Full Moon, Um, and Full Moon also does a lot of um, softcore pornography. So there, there might be an element of that in. Oh no! In there, so just just throwing that out there. Watch out, Barbie. Okay, watch out. Um. Uh, next I got a trailer. We got uh, English dub trailer for the Boy and the Heron. This is the Miyazaki uh, final film, Michael. I've seen I've seen at least one final film from him before, but. Okay, but it's the first in like over a decade, and every final film is more likely that it's the final film. You know what I mean? Yeah. Of so course. it's more legitimate of a final film than the last one. Um, we talked about the casting last week or maybe the week before. Yeah. Um, but now we got to like see the actual voice talent, uh, and like a brand new trailer. Um, I I thought the trailer was like super captivating. I can't wait to see it. The standout for me was. Or do you know who was voicing the the heron? The hey, like that 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 oh, character. That was, that was Willem Dafoe, right? That had to be. Oh, I saw his it name in the credits. Not, I thought the same get out, thing. Get out. That who was, was it? Robert Pattinson. 
Was it really? He is voice acting the house down. Good, good for him. Wow. In my mind, well, because him and Willem Dafoe were in a lighthouse. I, I feel yeah. like Willem Dafoe gave him some pointers. You know, like absolutely how to be kooky. Um, of it's course. Willem Dafoe's in this, and then they have someone else doing a Willem Dafoe kind of. A yeah, that's, that is kind of weird. But you know what? The trailer, like you said, it was very captivating. It beautiful is exactly what you expect from from a Miyazaki film. Um. Tremendous. Looks great. Will probably be amazing. I'm super Comes excited. December. Cool. I'm excited. Looks good. I wish these things had like simul releases, you know, but I feel like it's been out overseas for ever. We're finally going to get to see it, but right. I'm sure the wait will be worth it regardless. Um. Okay. I have one more, one more trailer to talk about. Okay. It is the Echo trailer. Yes. Um, we've... We reviewed Hawkeye. We've covered Echo, the show, ever since it got greenlit. Um, yep. Which was, it seems like, at... forever ago, yes. Yeah, it's weird when things actually shape up that we've been talking about for so long, and we, like, actually get to see it. But Echo's kind of been in, like, production hell for a bit, because right, it was, like, supposed to come out forever ago. It was filmed as more episodes. It got cut down to five. Uh, it's mm-hmm. just, like, they reshot a bunch of it, because um, they weren't happy with the tone. Um it's now coming out January 10th. It's going to be all five episodes at once. It's their first uh, season yeah. dump. Interesting. Dump sounds negative, but it's like what Netflix used to do. Right. Um, I, and I, I used to I, take I, off I work. Like remember that? I do. I do remember that. I used that. to schedule off. Be like, I got to watch Daredevil. Uh, Sorry. I love Just like a Jones season two is out. I got Dylan's not here. And I loved it. You know what? Um, so I'm like kind of happy that that's coming back. It's also going to be their first. Uh, TVMA rated project. Oh, okay. This is interesting to me. Like that is so yeah, and the so the trailer was decent, I thought. Um, but I think it didn't I, I don't know. There was so, I feel like there was something missing from it. It felt unfinished or like not unfinished, like um I don't really know what the direction of the show is. It was definitely teaser energy. But right, teaser energy, but trailer length, you know? Yeah. Which was interesting. Not what I was expecting. Maybe my like expectations were really low, but I was really impressed by the trailer. I thought it looked. Actually, I, mean, I don't know what I was expecting. It's it's great to have Kingpin back. That's true. I mean, he's Vincent D'Onofrio is tremendous in that role, so that's great. Echo looks cool. I I think the show looks good. I just, you know, I feel like um, I didn't really put the put the sizzle in for anybody that wasn't already going to watch it. Okay. That's what I, I think. feel like. Makes sense. I feel like it was giving like Netflix energy, which I it definitely was. It definitely was. So is it going to be on Hulu and Disney plus? Yeah, it's going to be on both. Okay. Interesting. That's I don't weird. Know what that means either. Um, in this country too. Cause I know like in certain countries, like they did Hulu here and Disney plus over there. Yeah. I think here it's going to be on both. So you don't have to have Disney plus to watch it. I mean, either. I have the bundle. So like, Oh, you got both. I got them both. What are you going to watch it on? Disney Plus. Okay. I don't like the Hulu interface. I also don't like, I don't like the Disney Plus interface either, but um, it's better than Hulu's. Agreed. Yeah. I'm not going to Disney Plus much except for Marvel. How how does how does Hulu have such a poor interface for being one of the oldest streamers? I don't know. People have been asking this question for so long. It doesn't make any sense. Like, and I thought maybe it would change when Disney bought it or like got well, I mean, control I, over people, it. If they're not losing subs, they have no incentive, no incentive to keep like if, if people are still paying their money, like why why change the UI? Yeah, true. 
I feel like I would legitimately use it more if it looked nice, though. If it was easy to use. Right. I've been conditioned to hate it. Um, <laughs> HBO too. Uh, yeah. Or Max. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, um, really, none of them look all that good. Speaking of Max, yeah, I have a bone to pick. Unrelated to Echo. I'm grandfathered into the old Max uh, subscription. Yeah, same. And they emailed saying that we're losing 4K HDR, Adobe Atmos. Like they're throttling everything in an effort to force you to resubscribe under the new Max more expensive price. It's very so annoying lame. to me. Yeah. So they're taking off all like the good quality features. You can have to watch potato quality. Pot- they say 1080, but I, they say 1080, but I feel like it's going to be worse. I don't know. Yeah, um, it's going to be 720. No, anyway. it'll be 1080i. <laughs> 1080 potato. Um, I don't know. Discovery. Ugh. Uh, yeah, who who cares? That stream is okay. going down in the next two years. I okay. So more about Echo. I would recommend watching it. Like it's hard to describe because it's just like kind of flashes of stuff. But I I really appreciated the tone. I liked that it wasn't trying to be funny. I didn't like how Kingpin was like a joke in Hawkeye a little bit. I liked Hawkeye, but that was my main complaint with that. This looked more like Netflix Kingpin, which I think is the right move. Um, I don't know. It looked like it was taking the character seriously. Now, it's not going to be popular. Throwing it out there. You know, no one's going to watch this. We already know that. I'm hoping I'm wrong, but it is a female, deaf, disabled, Woman right. of color, indigenous, <laughs> like there's so right. many, so many checkboxes that are gonna upset people. people. Yeah, agree. But um, I'm hoping maybe the trailer brings them in. It trended for a, a lot, like a uh, all day. It seemed like it. I feel like it won some people over because people like super plugged in. Michael, I've been told that it's like an absolute abomination, and they're just like throwing it on Disney Plus to rip the bandaid off. So I think some people were like like me where. Pleasantly surprised that it didn't look awful. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas um, yeah. you were I mean, probably expecting it to be okay, and then you got a trailer right. like matching your expectations. Right. Right. I mean, I don't think it looks bad at all. I think it looks very watchable and decent. But like, I I was expecting more from the trailer. I should say, I was expecting the trailer to show me more about what the show was going to be. Totally. Totally get that. Um, right. There's more though. It's under. They started a new uh, banner a new subsection of the MCU called Marvel Spotlight, which is based on like a, the title's like a comic from the seventies or something. I don't know. Okay. It's not popular. Some old comic called Marvel Spotlight, but this one is um, echo will be the first entry in it. And they said Marvel Spotlight gives a platform to bring more grounded character driven stories to the screen. And in the case of echo focusing on street level stakes over larger MCU continuity. Um, just like okay. comic fans didn't need to read Avengers or Fantastic Four to enjoy Ghost Rider Spotlight comic, don't know what that is. Okay. Our audience doesn't need to have seen other Marvel series to understand what's happening in Maya's story. Um, okay, my take on this is it's bad. Um, <laughs> I okay. like the idea, like on on a surface level, but I feel like the MCU has already slipped in that. People don't feel like they need to watch everything to get it anymore. Like, Definitely. I feel that way. Yeah. That was the appeal before. Like people would go to Ant-Man because they're like, oh, it's going to tie in. You know, I got to see right. Ant-Man because there were two a year and you had to see those two. And that was it. Um, you didn't even have to make a good movie. You just had to be a movie and people would go. But now I feel like they're just like pre letting you know that you do not need to watch this. You know, like, yep, I completely it seems agree like they're you. kneecap. They're kneecapping titles by calling it Marvel Spotlight. I feel like it's just a bad idea. I feel like you should just 
toss it out and see if people like it and tie it in if they do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I, I think, um, man, I don't know. It seems maybe I'll spin it the other way. I think there is a possibility that is for the best, um, not hinting, not bearing the lead with the story we're going to be talking about at the end of the show, but maybe they see the writing on the wall and they have to change the way they're doing things. Cause maybe getting back to the old way, maybe they see that as not going to happen, you know? Yeah. I, th- I, I may- Maybe. I mean, I-, I guess that all remains to be seen. Of course. I think like whether or not it's good will tell us, you know, because if it's bad, I feel like it'll tell it seems like they just wanted to kind of bury it. And we're like, oh, that was yeah. a Marvel spotlight release. Like you don't need to. Those aren't in continuity in like the they won't affect the larger continuity. But if it's good, maybe it'll be more like what you're saying. And they're trying to like spin out a new street level connected continuity and then it will have its own. I don't know, interconnectivity like Echo will lead into Daredevil, which will lead into blah blah blah. You know, like maybe that would be yeah. cool. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm gonna choose to take your glass half full. Uh, that's that's what I'm gonna hope for here. I mean, that's what I'm gonna hope for. I can't obviously guarantee that that's gonna be the way it's gonna be. So, you know, we'll we'll have to just wait and see. I guess the definitive question, the final question, is: Are you gonna watch Echo? Um, Did the trailer make you want to watch it at all, or just so? Of the Even. of the three trailers that we watched today, Lori watched all three of them with me and thought okay. the one that I'm going to be talking about looked the best. Um, and the one that you are going to be talking about, actually, no, she didn't watch that one. Um, Boy and the Heron, she thought looked amazing, but didn't want to watch it because it looks too emotional and sad. Um, and <laughs> and said and said Echo looked um watchable, but not not exciting and didn't seem enticing. Um, so I would think I'm in that same camp. If we're going to review it, I'll watch it. And if we're not, I might watch it. It's only five episodes. If someone tells me, if you tell me it's great, I'll watch it. Um, but if we're going to review it, of course I'll watch it. But if not, I don't know. I think that's exactly where I am. I would, if we weren't, if it already wasn't Marvel and I didn't like watch the stuff, it would be one of the ones where I'll be like, oh, if someone tells me to watch it, I'll check it out, you know? Right. Cause it's hard to tell by the trailer, but. Well, no, soon in January, January tenth. That it's that's so soon. Every yeah, there's so much stuff coming out like right now. Yeah, if it was like nothing. Uh, we yeah. had the post summer slump, and now it's just everything at once—a torrent of movies. But I'm fine with it. Yep. But that's all my that's all my news. That's all I got for now. All right. Well, let's hear about that live sale. I bet you didn't know that we host a weekly live streaming comic sale. Dust off your old Facebook account or borrow your grandma's login. Join us every Wednesday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Central. Bedrock City is the only verified blue check comic store on Facebook, meaning we're better than everyone else. It also means that we're trusted to bring you brand new quality key issues, comic bundles, variants, and more every week at super affordable prices. Even if you've already spent all your money on Fortnite skins like me, you can still join just to hang out and chat comics with Kevin Austin and me. For all the details not covered here, or if your auditory processing disorder didn't allow you to comprehend anything I just said, head over to bedrockcity.com live to read all the details. Hashtag ad. And we are back. And before we get to my news, we're going to do our picks of the week. I'm going to go first. I'm picking a manga um, from Seven Seas Entertainment, uh, written written and drawn by Kabi Nagata, who did, you might know from the Harvey Award winning 
my lesbian experience with loneliness uh the good book last mm-hmm. year i don't remember um anyway uh they've got a new book coming out called my pancreas broke but my life got better it's a diary manga <laughs> about having um being hospitalized for uh, extreme pancreatitis um and and addiction it looks really really good um so yeah we've got that coming in this week very excited nice i am picking a reprint Ooh. I'm picking the Wonder Woman number one reprint of the 1942 launch. This is a facsimile edition. You get two options. You get three, actually. You get the regular one, which is like the strict facsimile, and then you get the foil shiny one, my Ooh. personal favorite. And then I think it's like a dollar more, and then you get a blank version. So that's a cool book to get a sketch on, a Wonder Woman one. But That is that is true. I love these affordable facsimile reprints. I think they're fun. Me, me too. Me too. Um, okay. Getting on to my news here, we've got a bunch of horror stuff to talk about today and uh, one or two non-horror things, but I think it's, I actually think it's all horror, except for the last one. Um, so we're going to get to some announcement and date movings first. Um, oh. Yes. So first is an announcement. Um, Nick Pizzolatto, who is, do you know who that is, Dylan? He's the creator of HBO's True Detective. Uh, yes. Which is written very, very well, if you haven't seen it. I mean, say what you want about the quality uh drop from the the for after the first season but um they're they're both all of true detective has been has been written very well at, but the first is really stellar anyway so he was doing an, an interview um at the austin film festival this week with a slash film and he was talking about um some upcoming product uh projects and he said quote blumhouse contacted me to write and direct a horror movie which i gave them the script for last week uh, and then explains it's a kind of occult detective story, which of course, I mean, there you go. Um, but then he and he goes on to talk about how he's a big horror movie fan and blah 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 blah. But I would be very excited for a Nick Pizzolatto produced film because um, he hasn't really done a lot of film before, and that if he's able to recapture that True Detective season one vibe, I would be very very much here for it. I feel like. That's so it's like an interesting fit for Blumhouse. It doesn't it seem is. like well, I think they're it trying to like it would work. They're trying to move out a little bit from from the standard Blumhouse. You know, they're trying to come out the Blumhouse. You know, <laughs> no, what I'm I saying? feel like they need to stay in the Blumhouse. Don't go in the Blumhouse, Dylan. I uh, feel like the the prompt for Blumhouse is like you have to have like a hook. You know, like right. Well, I'm sure there is a hook to this, but we don't know what it is because he just yeah. gave a script. Um, I'd be excited to see it regardless. Oh, of course, me too. Um, so I have uh, I have two um, date shifts here, and one okay. and one uh, one one's uh, one's a much bigger shift than the other. Um, Welcome to Dairy, the D E R R Y, that is oh, the yeah. Pennywise TV series, uh, which we've talked about once or twice. Um, was originally supposed to be 2024 next year, uh, Halloween next year, I should say. Um, it has now moved back to 2025, sometime 2025. Dang. Um, uh, and the quote there from uh, Casey Bloys from eight, that's HBO CEO saying, quote, we had we had had Welcome to Dairy scheduled for Halloween 24, but it'll likely be pushing it into 25, um, which is just telling you what I said. Um, but <laughs> yeah, that's that that's it. Other than we know the series will begin in the 1960s um, in the time leading up to the events of it. Part one, the 2017 film. I mean, hmm. This is, I assume, related to the the strikes, and that's just where we're at. So, I am well, very well. much looking forward to the show. 
Um, it's it, by uh, Andy and Barbara Muschietti and Jason Fuchs um, are involved with this thing. Uh, and Muschietti is going to be directing several episodes, which is exciting. So they need to pay Bill Skarsgård to come back. They they absolutely have to. If um, it's in the movie continuity, I feel like they should, but they I'm, haven't. They definitely so will. Far. They definitely will. Okay. Um, then we have from Variety, an exclusive until they publish it, then everybody can talk about it. Um, <laughs> you know the Salem's Lot remake we've been talking about for mm-hmm. a hot minute. Well, yeah. um, they shot it in 2021. It, it was intended for a September 2022 release date, um, with the month proving to be the successful pre uh whatever supposed to go to Halloween, uh, but it got delayed, COVID stuff. And they had some problems with post-production and it got pushed back to this year. It has now been um, pushed back again. And it is now no longer going to be um, a theatrical release movie. It's going to max. Oh, which is, doesn't say a lot for the quality of what this movie is going to be. I guess if they don't, if they're just going to roll it out right to max, which is, why not do both? Right. Like, is, is it, is it that bad? Like, I don't know. Is it that is it that it's bad or I don't know, but it's been sitting on the shelf for a year. This movie's been done for a year and they haven't done anything with it. Um, so that's got to tell you something. Hmm. But yeah, this I don't know. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing it, but I do we know who's directed it. Yeah, I'm sure we do. It doesn't say it in the article, but um, yeah, I'm sure we do. But I, I'm looking forward to it. And I would like it to, you know, be good and not be terrible. But um, it's directed by Gary Dauberman. Love him. Who did a bunch of the Annabelles and the Nuns stuff. Oh, okay. Well, that's promising, I guess. Yeah, I mean, he's got modern horror down. So anyway, no Salem's Lot for a while and no in theaters. Sorry, gang. Um, okay, uh, more more release stuff here. This is kind of, this is a wild one, Dylan. So this is something you don't know of. This is I know this is a this is a movie you don't know and a person you don't know, but it's funny. So I'm going to talk about it. So okay. there is a horror movie icon, Dylan, from the 80s called uh, named Linnea Quigley, Linnea, okay. Linnea Quigley. She was a, a lady who was like a scream queen type of person in the 80s. And so we all know slashers were a big deal in the 80s. Right. Mm-hmm. And what else was a big deal in the 80s was workout tapes. Right. Mm-hmm. Big deal. So, yeah, Linnea Quigley's horror workout was produced in the 80s um and it was a full-on horror movie with zombies and whatever chase scenes whatever but they're also just doing calisthenics and aerobics the whole time too like that she's getting chased by zombies and then she'll have to stop and then make them all do like you know thrusts and squats and you know that's funny aerobics moves it's hilarious um but vinegar syndrome recently re-released it because it's been out of print forever it never made it past vhs um, but it is now on Screenbox, uncensored and fully restored. So it's in, you know, okay quality. It's a 1989 uh, horror workout video that I'm sure that we don't have a great master quality of, master co- uh, master copy of. But you know, if you it, this is something that I think is definitely worth your time to go check out for the uh, for for the giggles. I don't know if it's worth your time as a workout tape. However, <laughs> um. I definitely recommend going to get that Screenbox free t- trial to to watch this and Terrifier that's one because that's where Terrifier lives right now. Um, speaking of Terrifier, I went to go see Terrifier two in theaters with uh, some of the Clear Lake homies, 
Tell um, me about it. Oh, it was, I mean, it's great. Terrified 2 rules. Super violent. Tons of fun. It was great. Everyone had a great time. Art, Art the Clown's a fun little guy. He's great. Um, but we got to see a little teaser of Terrifier 3. And Dylan, I got a poster that's probably going to get cut off by my green screen here, but I got a poster here of, yeah, you can't see it. It's Art the Clown uh, dressed as Santa oh, Claus. Uh, so it's a Christmas movie, Dylan. It's a Christmas movie, which we I'm very excited. Yes, which we just learned. So you get Art dressed as Santa killing a kid. And the, so there's a kid that comes downstairs and sees Art, you know, see someone dressed as Santa doling out presents. The kid turns around and gets uh, cuts to black. And then you see Art on the on the chair eating some fingers and dunk, dunking them milk and laughing, um, which is great. And so it is going to slay into theaters. Yeah, I October, get it. October 25th, 2024. So next year, um, Terrifier 3, um, ret- everybody's returning. Dang, they pumped yeah. these out quick. Yeah, I'm excited. So I love Christmas horror movies. So me, I will definitely catch up for it. Me too. For it. And it was a ton of fun to see in theaters. I didn't get to see it on its last theatrical release. Um, but I will talk about, do you remember that story we mentioned last week um, of the new Blumhouse movie, Imaginary, where the trailer mm-hmm. isn't online yet? Yeah. And it was only in front of Five Nights? Well, I'm guessing the theater who was doing this event was just like, well, let's pull all of our horror trailers and put them in there. So I got the Imaginary trailer. Oh, nice. It was really cool. It was weird. It was mostly a black screen with sounds. Um, So it was indeed Imaginary. They had like eyes opening a couple of times. So you could just like see flashes of things happening. So okay. really, really neat. I have no idea what it's about, but it was a really cool trailer. I think it won't work on your phone. I think it will be stupid if you watch it on your phone you know what i mean if okay. it's released in the same capacity because it's just staring at a blank screen listening to ah, what are you doing oh no the files or you know whatever whatever the sounds yeah. are just a bunch of audio clips but it works really well in theaters um huh. yeah but anyway, to see so, it. yeah me too um i hope i hope we get like a another trailer released online um, we have a question yes were, were was your audience like really grossed out by terrifier 3 was it terrifier was it 2 tame Oh, two. My um, bad. Yeah. 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 Three two. is coming up. Um, yeah. No, we got a lot of, uh, you know, we got a lot of vocal reactions about it, but a lot I'm of laughing too. suddenly about if I could handle it. I don't know. Look, look, it is the two people. So I went with um, Monica, Daniel and Autumn, who all work with me. Um, Daniel and Autumn were both the most nervous about the violence. Monica seen Terrifier one. So she's fine. Okay. Um, she knew she knew what she was getting. Um. But they, Daniel and Autumn were laughing most of the time because it's hilarious. It's okay because it is extremely violent. But if you can accept it, you're it's okay because it is it is comically gory, like unrealistically gory. It is not a believable level of gore. People are getting butchered and maimed and whatever, and they're still like crawling around and alive. Like how is this person alive? Like I saw this, a brief clip on TikTok that made me question whether I could do it. It was like which involving which salt. Yo, it's so great. Yeah, that, that part got everybody in the theater going, oh. I was like, I don't know if I could do two hours of that, but. Yeah, but it's funny. Like, th- that part isn't, but like the, the parts leading up <laughs> to that are really funny. And so, like, they'll have like really, really funny, gory, horrific elements, and then something that is truly vile. And you go, oh, <laughs> to give you that good reaction and then go back to being funny again. Like, in that scene, he is doing all these horrible things to this person. And then, um, a close friend or I'm not giving away terrifier to um, someone will come in and see this happening and sees like this 
ridiculous scene of art posing a dead body and just like in various horrible states and art just looks and shrugs because art doesn't talk um art shrugs at the camera and points and laughs at the lady when she's the uh, the lady starts screaming and uh, seeing this person you know mutilated and then art's like fake laughing and like ha 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 pointing it's just it's it's surreal it's it's a great time i highly recommend it um moving on i have a this is some interesting i didn't this is a product that property i didn't know anything about xyz films wayward entertainment and resolute films have wrapped production on the horror film svalta starring nick frost um from shawn of the dead and mm-hmm. uh, and all those other movies and some other people that i don't know but um it was shot in the uk and, but it was also written by nick frost which i like his writing a whole lot um i don't we don't know much about it but other than it is a horror movie um yeah there's yeah, that's a, here it is. Uh, Swalter by Nick Frost follows a family on their summer vacation to a remote island where they where they discover a serial killer is on the loose. Unfortunately for them, the locals have no interest in helping the stranded family. The title is taken for the name of the fictional island. So that's all we know. But I I am excited for any new Nick Frost property, let alone a horror property. So that sounds awesome to me. Are you a big fan of like Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz? And- yeah, I saw all those movies. Um with the with Simon Pegg, I'm a, I'm yeah, a fan. I, I would definitely watch this because I mean he was he is a tremendous writer and really knows what he's doing. So I'm I'm on board for it. Um, moving on, we got the last thing. The last well, my only trailer to talk about here is Godzilla minus one. We got the trailer. No no teaser. We got a real trailer for Toho's new Godzilla movie, um, coming out in the United States on November 29th. Um, just in Japan already on uh, November 3rd. And this, so this is from the same people that are doing, that did Shin Godzilla. Uh, it's rated PG-13. And the official plot plot synopsis is a Godzilla movie, so get ready. In post-war Japan, a new terror rises, Godzilla. Will the devastated people be able to survive, let alone fight back? Um, I loved this trailer. So prefacing again, I, I'm not a big Godzilla fan. I like Shin Godzilla. I like that a lot. That was amazing. Um, I like the original Gojira. And I liked some of the other ones here and there as I was a kid. You know, I don't okay. I don't have any like adult love for Godzilla other than Same. Shin and Gojira. Because um, those movies have a lot to say. Those movies are really political movies and have a lot going on. They're not it's like the 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 monster stuff is like a rapping, you know what I mean? Like to to tell a different story. Right. Um, and I think I think this one has the same potential. Um, what did you think of the trailer, Dylan? Um, I thought it looked good. It did, like visually. Visually, uh, visually, yeah, absolutely. It looks like something I would like check out in theaters. Probably, I think I am actually. I think I'm going with Hyde to see it. Um, it didn't look like too new. It doesn't like, it look like it didn't look like they were breaking the mold in any way. But it, it looks like very solid. Yeah, right. It doesn't look like they're directing. I'm sorry. It doesn't look like they're they're reinventing the wheel here, but I don't really know. I don't know what to expect. I'm well. Actually, I'm expecting a lot. You know, I'm expecting oh. this to be as good as Shin or better. I mean, I think they have a lot to live up to, right? Because Shin Godzilla okay. like had to had to have surprised had to have surprised Toho with the response. Um, yeah, that's my favorite one. Um, absolutely. I'm hoping this is along those lines, but with like something new. Uh, it's hard to tell exactly like it was just like a bunch of 
action shots basically you know but right i don't know i don't know what yeah, to expect we'll, we'll see even after seeing the trailer <laughs> yeah me neither um laurie had some insight on it which is interesting but um i will we'll talk about that another time as we get closer to seeing this movie um but that's all i've got this week so let's hear about the tabletop events Now it's time to give you the rundown on all of the awesome upcoming tabletop events for the month of July. All exact dates and formats can be found on our Discord server. Kicking it off with Keyforge, we run two events a month at our Clear Lake location from 7pm till around 9. Keyforge is the perfect game for casual and hardcore card game players. We also love our role-playing games. Once a month at our Clear Lake store, we host an in-store one-shot RPG for players of all skill levels. Players don't need to bring anything. All play materials, dice, pencils, and character sheets will be provided. There is no entry fee. However, we do ask that you make a purchase of any size from the gaming department on the day of the event. Seats are very limited, and sign-ups are only open for about three weeks before the event. And of course, I can't forget about Paint Club. Every month we get together and paint some tabletop RPG miniatures. These events are for painters of all skill levels, including none. These events occur at our Katy and Clear Lake locations. We'll see you at the game tables. And we are back, and we are going to talk about all this Marvel drama, maybe? I don't know if it's drama, but just like investigative piece that came out from Variety, and there's there's a lot to talk about with this. So I'm going to turn it over to Dylan, who's going to sort of steer us through uh, all this stuff. Yeah, I'll just give the... There's like... They kind of broke it down into the talking points for each different article through their their tweets, and they made a bunch of sub articles about it. So we kind of just collected it into like a bullet point style nice um, thing to react to for each part of it, because it really just was like an all encompassing article about just like the overall state of Disney Marvel at the moment, um, mm-hmm. because there's like a undeniable slump in sales. You know, um, right. I think it's like. It's become a bigger story because of Captain Marvel's uh, seemingly low hype, you know? Yes. Um, I think. So there's like, it's just like a stark contrast to Marvel a few years ago, you know? When it was I like, know. But, uh, like, like, like we were talking about earlier, right? Like, yeah. It used to be appointment viewing. Post Endgame Marvel is like, really like having trouble finding its footing, I feel like, you know? But they definitely there's like some solutions that they've outlined here there's some specifics from marvel's point of view as to what's wrong there's some problems that we didn't even know existed um so there's a lot to talk about but the first thing is kind of like a solution that they've introduced and it's that um sources say that there's been talks to bring back the original gang of it for an avengers movie um it would include reviving robert Downey jr's iron man and scarlett oh johansson's God. black widow both of whom were killed off in Endgame. And then later they added that Chris Evans as Captain America was also in the That's... mix. And then they said that um, Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man has signed on to be in Secret Wars. So that's like not really reviving him for a Iron Man's back situation, but a cameo in Secret Wars, which we probably expected anyway. Um, that they is said, so weird. Yeah, I have a lot of feelings about it, but it says the studio hasn't yet committed to the idea if they were able to bring these actors back, it wouldn't come cheap because uh, no the, they, they cited how Robert Downey Jr.'s upfront salary for Iron Man 3 was around $25 million. Ooh, 
Okay. It's just crazy. Um, and then also there's the Scarlett Johansson drama where she sued Disney for Black Widow. So I don't think they're on great terms either. You know, sure. uh, how they threw it in theaters at the beginning of the pandemic, you know? Um, right. Okay. What's your initial reaction to bringing back the, the core? I of don't Avengers? like it. Don't like it. I mean, I think, I think, I think it's dis. I think it is like disingenuous and clearly just like a please love me type of uh, reaction. I don't think it's like a, I think the average cinema goer would just go, man, come on. I feel like maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I agree. I agree. I think like, I think everyone would tell, would be able to tell that's like out of desperation, you know? Right. But I'm wondering how many people would be able to resist that and not get hype for like a Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man movie, you know, like, yeah, I feel like both would be true. People would be like, that's that's desperate. I can't wait to see that. You know, I feel like that's what the general audience reaction would be. Um, For me, it just seems like a little bit too much of like admitting defeat, you know, like, right. Sorry, we gave you all these. Female Happy characters movies. and here's here's characters the old guys. Color. We'll go back. Don't worry. Like it this doesn't seem. I'd rather see them like commit to what they've done and like. It's easier to say fix that, but streamline it and course correct with the tools they already have. You know, right? I don't. I, I mean, I never even thought of this as a possibility. You know what I mean? Like I never thought of this as something that could happen. I thought they would make little cameos in Secret Wars, to be honest. Well, sure, 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 sure. And, well, yeah. well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that, sure. But the the idea of another Avengers movie with the OG cast, come on. Yeah. Can they even afford that? I mean, I know they can, but like, should yeah, they? But, no, I don't think so. Unless, unless that is like the last ditch effort to save Marvel Studios to get people to keep coming to the movies. Maybe you need that last cash infusion. You I mean, know. they still have hits like Wakanda Forever and Guardians 3, like undeniable huge hits, you know? So right. they're not like hurting for money. They're just not where they were before, you know? There's like more flops, you know? So I don't, yeah. I think if you, I think if you're gonna do a desperation release like this, I think you just rush out um, Secret Wars. Like of skip course. King Dynasty, which we'll talk about later. Well, um, I mean, so well they might be that doing that anyway. and just we're already like we've done multiverse so long for so long now. Like I feel like just do the Secret Wars thing, you know? Like yeah, or rush out the X Men movie. Like that would be an easy like win. I feel like to like the, that would have to be an easy slam dunk, right? Or not anymore, <laughs> man. <laughs> I think hard I, yeah, to definitely. Up, I okay, like. you know what? I think you're right. I think if if there's an X Men movie, that's you're getting people in. Especially if you've got, you know, Wolverine in it and Deadpool yeah. and, you know, whatever. It would make money. I don't know if it would be good, but if they if they get that desperate, don't throw $50 million at Robbie da- Robert Downey Jr. Make that. No. Make a good X-Men movie. I don't know. I agree. Um, but speaking of overspending, we have some more details on the She-Hulk budget, which had basically <laughs> spawned a uh, VFX artist union, you know, because... Yes. Like where it started, they last minute changes led to inconsistent visual effects in the show. Let's say that because I did think it was good sometimes, but then sometimes I would think it, it was not. No, no, so. no, it was definitely inconsistent. 
That's um, not that's not out of pocket. Yeah. It says the so-called bad VFX we see um was created of half baked scripts, which is basically what I said. They they would change the script last minute and be ask for a new a new shot, which is kind of crazy. Um yeah. they said uh and it was coming from sources even above Kevin, meaning Kevin Feige. Um, they said these issues would be addressed in should be addressed in pre-production the timeline is not allowing the Marvel executives to sit with the material and then they revealed that the a single episode of She-Hulk cost 25 million dollars which it says dwarfed the budget of the final season episodes of Game of Thrones which that's I think you would agree looks way more expensive than She-Hulk you know I mean by a country mile yeah so the overspending is insane. Yikes. Like I understand overspending on something that looks amazing, but right, where is the money? I don't see it. It's like, are they money? Is this a money laundering thing? Where is it going? I for real, like I, that doesn't make any sense that it costs more than Game of Thrones. Which I mean, there's there's so many. I mean, you might maybe wouldn't associate Game of Thrones with high levels of effects, but man. Game of Thrones costs fifteen million a piece, uh, uh, an episode. Yeah, um, and then it's cost twenty five, so it's like way more. Not even like a little bit more than Game of Thrones. Right, it's a significant amount. Make it make sense. I I can't. I cannot make that make sense. I know She Hulk herself is very expensive. Uh, That's why they only had her transform a few times, right? Yeah, she wasn't. I don't know. It's confusing to me, but whatever. Um, we got some, we, okay. So the elephant in the room with Marvel, which we haven't really talked about at all ever, maybe a little bit is the okay. Jonathan major stuff. Well, we t- and I yeah, feel like we didn't, we've, we haven't really addressed it much. And I feel like we're going to continue to not talk about like the actual, um, prosecution. Cause there's no point. Like it's not right. It's not our responsibility. It's our opinion. doesn't matter on that. You know, it's right. like, out of our hands so we can just talk about what like the effects are on the mcu basically how they're gonna how they react to what's happening because i feel like it's become more evident recently that he's not coming back you know after Mm -hmm. after loki definitely Um, even though they have the kang dynasty um regardless of how like things go there's just uh it's just not gonna happen whether or not you think he's guilty or not yeah um public perception is what's that, most that's, important that's all that Disney. matters at this point yeah um they one of the executives from i guess disney said marvel is truly effed with the whole kang angle um yikes he says in the final loki episode uh they set him up as uh the main villain going forward in the mcu and that he doesn't see a path to how they move forward with him so um, I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I more... mean, that's 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 it. I mean, that that's all that's all you need. That tells you. I mean, that that is what we already knew, right? We already knew that that is. Yeah, the writing's been on the wall for a while now, but it's just like it's interesting to see that they're also panicking about it. You know, like I'm not sure what they're gonna do. Um, I mean, yeah, it. I I I don't have an answer for you either. I mean, is recasting on the table? I like if 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 I had my way, I would say they should recast because Kang is Kang can do that. That I mean, that fits with Kang. I mean, it's an easy character to recast. But also, 
like we all know what's going on. Is anyone going to be like, oh, why is why that's not king? I mean, maybe some people would, but some people are jerks. Just why people it's are really because... scared to recast. Yeah. Well, it's difficult because they're just like all in on Kang. Like he's a titular character of the next Avengers movie. You know, it's yeah. not the same as Terrence Howard, Rhodey, right. who was like not that big of a presence in Iron Man 1 and didn't have like right. an amazing performance. I feel like he's like well received as Kang. You know, he's like, yeah, doing a, a good we, job with the role. We praised him for his yeah. performance as Kang. So it's he like was great as Kang. Yeah, it's more difficult for we, here. We, I feel we like. praised him in Lovecraft Country. Like we like Jonathan Majors, unfortunately. Yeah, his acting. Yeah, his acting. Yes. Um, um it says a studio source notes that regardless of Jonathan Majors' legal issues, Marvel already has considered moving away from Majors' led phase because of the box office performance of Quantumania. So that even sounds, before, I, I I think that sounds bogus. You think so? Absolutely. That is trying to say face is like, oh no, it's not because of all this legal stuff. We were already going to maybe ditch him. Yeah. Never. No, you weren't. Everybody thought he was the best part of that movie. Yeah, that's that's my only re- like rebuttal to that because it didn't make a bunch of money, but I feel like everyone was looking forward to it only because of Jonathan Majors. You know, Absolutely. I'm sure there's like Ant Man stands who sure were also, but, but sure, that's what but everyone was excited about. It, <laughs> Sorry, he, it's true. Yeah, um, they said it gave people pause given that Quantum Mania didn't exactly land. Uh, it says on October 27th, Disney removed another Majors film, Searchlight's Magazine Dreams, uh, from the release calendar, which I saw at oh. part of the Sundance thing. So I might be the only person, one of the only people who's seen this movie. That's uh, so cool, actually. Um, they said that recasting Majors is also an option. So what are you? Are you team cut Kang Dynasty, let's move on, or team recast and let's commit to Kang? Hmm. I haven't. I don't have a hard stance here, but I, so if I'm my snap judgment is like Kang Dynasty shot, right? Like or like some of it? No, no, not how much of it yet. is shot? None of it. Okay, they haven't started it yet. No. Okay, well, how much how much Kang stuff do they have like already shot, right? Or how much stuff do they have leading up to this? There's the Loki finale, which airs this week, and then after that, there's nothing, nothing. Jonathan Majors Kang shot. Okay. Well, no, no, no. I don't mean. I mean, like, do that? Do they have stuff shot that is going to tie into King Dynasty? Right? They, they have to. Yeah, Whether maybe in the Marvels. We'll see. Yeah, right. Who knows? But, so then, at that point, I, I think if if you've if you've committed a lot of money to it, you got to recast. I, I think you just do it. I think if you have anything with him shot in it, you should just Tignataro type of, you know, from what was that Zack Snyder movie? Oh, Army of the Dead. Right. Yeah, where, yeah, yeah, where uh-huh. they have the the I forget what the dude, well, I forget his name, but the scumbag, who, yeah, yes, right, uh, scumbag who did the did the horrible things, um, and they just CG'd him out of the movie with and replaced him with Tignataro. Like, you can do that, I think, I think that could be a way to go. But if they if they truly don't have that much to actually replace of Kang, just bail, just move on, change course, yeah. I'm, I just want to move on from Kang, like. I feel like it, it, it's almost it, it's always going to have that ick associated with it, right? You're always going to have that remembrance of oh yeah, but remember the first Kang. Yeah, I feel pretty confident with saying that. Like, so if they do have anything shot with him as a surprise, it would be very minor. Like if he pops up in Deadpool or something. So I think no. you're right; they could just reshoot uh, whatever they did if there is something. But I think you know. I think we need to like 
drop the double dipping of Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars. I think he just like um put them into one movie, recast Kang, and then like get that one movie out of the way, and then we move on to whatever the next thing is. You know what I mean? Yep. Mutants, I agree. I'm assuming is what I think. I mean, it's gotta be. be. Um I don't know if we need two recast Kang movies, you know, maybe just one. Yeah. Do your slam dunk movie. I, I mean, I, I, I don't disagree with you, but I mean, at this point, the the Avengers Kang dynasty one will be captain Marvel. Uh, Letitia Wright, uh, black Panther. Shang-Chi right. like not like uh home run characters. You know what I mean? To right. put it nicely. You know what I mean? Like, sure. Yeah. You're, it's your, already your not here. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I mean, what, what do you think Marvel's going to do though? Like, not, not not what is the correct answer, but what do you think they will do? I think they'll recast. If I had to guess, I'd love to see that, and I like it because it would set a precedent of being able to do that in the future. I hope they recast because it, it seems like things are finally tying together with Loki and the Marvels and stuff, and the way people want. So, I don't think you should let one man destroy your whole plan you know i feel like they might make some weird creative decisions i Um, I agree um okay another thing is they considered pivoting to dr doom instead of kang um that's why i don't know how you do that no you can't that's not that's that's never that that couldn't have actually ever been on the table just what if we put doom in there i mean as much as a dr doom stand as i am that sucks and they wouldn't waste Doom on that. Doom is a it big It sucks name. for Doom, but I understand the like the impulse to do that because it's like seems like maybe an easy fix, you know, something people could get excited about. Maybe. Maybe so. But I wouldn't do it. I agree. Oh, absolutely not. It's a, poor, it's a poor decision. Can, yeah. Um, okay, I'll get to the next one a little bit more quickly. Uh there's a blade, the blade reboot. There's lots of tea on blade. Oh, there's it's so really much. Going, it's going so poorly. Uh Blade is Blade's in big trouble. Um, this is the Mahershala Ali. Uh, and we hate to see re- that. I know. We're looking forward to this movie. Apparently it's still yeah. happening. though. We'll, we'll get it, It'll have a good ending. Um, this uh, uh, they announced it years ago. I don't know. Yeah, it came so out of Comic-Con so long ago. Um, it's said it's gone through at least five writers, two directors, which we've talked about basically, and the shutdown, which happened six weeks before production started. Um, yeah. I said one person familiar with the script says that the story uh, at one point was, and this is a little clickbaity, I feel like, uh, morphed into a narrative led by women and filled with life lessons, whatever that means. Uh, it says Bl- Blade was relegated to the fourth lead, a bizarre idea considering that the studio had two-time Oscar winner Ali on board. Um, I don't agree with like the phrasing of that, and it sounds like very incendiary to of make course. fanboys mad, but it is like a weird decision to make him fourth lead if that's what it was there shouldn't be three characters ahead of him that sounds that sounds uh, like a misleading clickbait article or or um talking point like you said that i read that and that article I, I when i read that i was like no way no one no one's genuinely considered making that script i feel like maybe a writer pitched it and they're like we're not no. doing that yeah like, you know no no we won't be doing <laughs> yeah. that thank you yeah um it says there were reports that ollie was uh trying already ready to exit over the script issues he wants out um and then Feige went back to the drawing board and hired michael green the oscar nominated writer for logan to start like brand new with a whole new script um it says now they're looking to actually make it 
and it's slated for 2025 and it's on a budget of less than 100 million and it's going to be rate, confirmed to be rated R. Um, okay. But it's like a big deviation from Mar- it'll be like a lowest budget Marvel movie, big deviation from their big budget spending, you know. Right. Uh I feel like that, on the surface level it looks like it looks like it could be bad, but I think it's like a good thing. I think you set it up for success, you know, by not spending quarter of a billion dollars on it. Um it can yeah. have a John Wick size budget and be really good. I think this is a good thing, you know. I I agree. I think I think you I think Blade can do a lot with not the huge bombastic effects. The ballooning budget. Yeah, you don't need it. Uh cuz I mean, not to compare it to the first Blade, but that first Blade is very effective and there's effects in it of course, but like it's not less like, than 100 million. Yeah. Right. There's I mean, I understand inflation and whatnot, but come on. I agree. I'm I'm team lower budget. You set it up for success. It's it's way less likely to be a flop. If Let, it's let's get million. let's 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 reel it in a little bit. Like just It'll, across the board, tighten the belt. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna cost four Sea Hulk episodes, and that's fine. Oh my god, that's um, what a statistic. Yeah, um, but I like that it's rated R. I feel like there's one kind of needs yes. to be. So that's that's a good sign. Absolutely. I It'll be the too. first one other than Deadpool, uh, which was already going to be rated R. So, right. Interesting. Echo TV, MA, Blade rated R. We'll see. Um, the last one is like some, I hate to do it before, right before it comes out, but some negative T on the Marvels. Yeah, um, I saw that. People talking about extensive reshoots. Uh, it says Nia DaCosta, who's the director, began working on another film uh, while the Marvels was in post production. And she apparently <laughs> moved to London and. Uh, early in the year during production um, okay. working on her Tessa Thompson led next movie so she kind of like bailed this isn't totally out of the norm for big budget temple post production like some of them you yeah. can just kind of set and then like there's a bunch of things that need to happen like effects and you can kind of be a little bit more hands off but it's not a good headline for the movie no it doesn't sound good but like again this is such a when you're working on a Marvel I can't imagine that the director is actually all that much required after they're done doing a lot of things. After they're done, when they're in post production, I assume that that's in the contract that that. Well, you 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 were there for the shooting, and you're good. Thank you. Uh, we've got it from here. Yeah, that's kind of what I expect from Marvel. To be honest, that's why they have such a consistent tone. You know that the executives and the producers right. like Kevin Feige kind of streamline it and say what um, you will about it. Right. Like, I mean, it is what it is, but yeah. Um, but okay. Last one is I said, Marvel's is tracking to open between 75 and 80 million, far below the 185 million. The Dr. Strange made the same weekend the year before. Mm-hmm. So that was like the last, like, or one of the most recent bigger hits, Dr. Strange. Um, and I think like you can round up the reasons why, we've talked about it a little bit why it's not it's making like a subtraction of doctor strange um it's right moved its release date a few times several times i feel like there's like confusion over when it's actually coming out um like i was putting up the promo items today and people were like that's this week and i'm like yes cuz it's been like coming out for so long you know i, know. I kind of feel the same way I'm like, i oh, yeah, i, I also forgot that it came out this week and we do we talk about it all the time yeah 
Um, there's the cast that still can't promote the film, which is very unfortunate because I feel like with these three leads, it would have been like such a fun press tour, you know, especially with Iman Vellani. I feel like yes, there's so many little viral bits that would have that would have been so fun, you know. I don't know. It doesn't seem like one of the casts that hates each other. Like I think right. it would have been. It seems cool very positive. Moments. Yeah, the MCU fatigue and mistrust, which we've basically just covered. Yeah. Um, lack of ties to the larger MCU story. And then this is where I feel like is it we do a victory lap before like anything's happened because we talked about the trailer. Yes. How, mm-hmm. how we talked last week about how a new trailer needs to come out and they need to like reveal some of their cards, show, the, show their hand. Yeah. Yeah. Because. Of everything so, we just said. <laughs> so now 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 Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. We did say that last week and we, we so if you want. OK. Maybe this is the point where you can turn off the show if you don't want to have any spoilers for the Marvel listening. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Okay. Um, so spoilers, potential spoilers for the marbles. But last week we predicted, or we we didn't predict, we reported on a prediction from a, from a leaker about what Thanos was going to be in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And Beast from the X-Men. Right. Valkyrie, Hawkeye, maybe. Like All sorts of people. There's like lots of, yeah, lots of little cameos. And we were talking, we talked about how it's like, maybe not prudent to hold everything back. Like we normally like like that to happen. Like give of us course. nothing King, but right. now, now we need, they need to do something. I feel like they, they're in panic mode. And it turns out today that a final trailer is coming out for the movie. going to be over two minutes long, basically unheard of for a movie to have a final trailer, especially Marvel, like a couple days before it comes out. Um, and Michael and I are predicting, tell me if I'm wrong, that they're going to, at least give us something more to talk Absolutely. about. They gotta have they gotta have a trending moment. It's so annoying. Wait, what day does this trailer come out? Because we're recording this on Monday. It, it comes, comes out, out as we're recording tonight. It might be out. Oh. Now. So okay. So well, there we go. We 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 don't know yet. We don't know uh, who is going to be revealed in this trailer. Um, but there's going to be something in it to get people to go to the theater. There there's going to be like Loki. Like I don't know somebody. Someone's gonna pop up in this thing. Might not be like a crazy like beast. Beast is crazy. That's the after credit scene, apparently. So I don't think they're gonna do that. Right. I don't think they're that desperate. No, I mean they might be, but after this article, they might be. Um I I don't know, man. I want to make a final prediction. I feel like the trailer will at least be way more multiverse centered to like tie and Avengers centered to tie it into the MCU to remind us that. This is like appointment viewing for the multiverse saga. Yes. What's happening in Loki. I think it's going to be, they're going to tailor it to be like that. Cause the last ones have just been kind of like, um, I don't know, a deviation from the rest of the MCU. And then I guess we could like find, do our final, the Marvel's ranking prediction. You we know? should. Um, and also um, the trailer is not out yet. So Dang, okay. Yeah. It is not out yet. I was looking. This is gonna be really embarrassing if nothing that we just said. It's is just in the, the same because I also think the last trailer was kind of a misstep because it really felt the same as the first one, yeah. just a little bit longer. Um, so that we are predicting what we're gonna rank this movie or what we're gonna rate it um, on the letterbox scale. We don't have Rotten Tomatoes to go by, so we're just flying by the seat of our pants. I am gonna say a very safe three five, which is pretty good for a Marvel these days. Yeah. I'm going to say the same. Yeah. Four seems like that was a really good movie. And three seems like meh. So four, three, five four, feels right to me. Four years ago, Dylan, I, a four is like my baseline for a Marvel movie. 
I don't know. You know what? I'm going to bump it to a four. I'm going oh. up. Because I love the first movie, and then this one has more, like, Kamala and Monica, like, more of what I like. It's more good. And I love Nia DaCosta. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a I four. I do, too. Okay. Well, um, we're going to find out this Thursday. Um, are you excited? What what uh, what scene? What uh, theater are you seeing it at? Are you doing a big screen or anything? I'm doing Dolby. I'm doing the IMAX. I'm very excited. Oh, Dolby, nice. nice. Yeah, I want a Dolby. Yeah. Well. Anyway, that's <laughs> gonna do it for us this magic. week. I think, right, Dylan? We got we we covered it all. I'm out of breath. Yeah, that's all, all we right. got. Well, thank you all so much for downloading us. We really appreciate all the support. Bye, everyone. This is Dylan and I'm Michael. We'll see you next time. Thanks for sticking around for the mid-credits. We can tell you've been trained well. If you want to help us out, please go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It'll really help new people find the show, and it will help us to get Rotten Tomatoes verified so we can start affecting those rankings. Then, check out our socials. We're BRC Uncanny on Twitter, Uncanny Universe on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you online.